The UN Security Council will meet later today in an emergency closed-door meeting to discuss the escalating violence in the West Bank. Israel's Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu has appealed for calm after Israeli settlers attacked Palestinian villages in the occupied West Bank. One man was killed and more than 100 people injured when Palestinian homes and cars were torched. The attacks were reportedly in retaliation for the shooting deaths of two brothers from a Jewish settlement. Joe Federman is uh, the Associate Press News Director for Israel and the Palestinian Territories and joins me now from Jerusalem. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you. Do we know what will be canvassed at the UN Security Council meeting? We don't know yet. The talks have not started. It's uh, set to begin in about an hour. But we can take a pretty good guess because this is already the third uh, session, the third emergency session that the council has held uh, since this new Israeli government uh, took uh, office two months ago. Uh, The meeting will be behind closed doors. We can expect a lot of discussion, a lot of hand-wringing, a lot of criticism, but probably uh, no decisions. Uh, the council rarely uh, issue, you know, it, it's not even expected to uh, put out a statement and uh, it rarely goes uh, as far as putting out something like a resolution. Israel has sent hundreds more soldiers to the West Bank in the wake of recent violence. What's the situation now? The situation today was quiet, but it remains tense. Uh, this buildup began yesterday. They poured the troops into the area of the uh, where the uh, violence that you talked about uh, occurred. But later in the day, there was a deadly shooting. Uh, an Israeli-American man was killed in another part of the West Bank. So the situation, and in both of these shootings that you uh, talked about, uh, the uh, Palestinian gunmen remain on the loose. So there are searches underway. The situation is quiet for now, but also very tense. Well, the violence began just hours after Israeli and Palestinian leaders pledged to de-escalate tensions at that summit in Jordan on the weekend. What triggered kind of the latest bout of the violence? It's so hard to pinpoint a single cause. Remember, about a week ago, there was uh, an Israeli military raid Uh, In the West Bank, they went in to arrest wanted militants, a gunfight broke out, and 10 people were killed. So we were kind of expecting, just based on what we've seen so many times in the past, after raids like that, there's often some sort of retaliation. And that's what happened uh, earlier this week when those two brothers were killed. Uh, that coincided with the uh, with the political meeting going on in Jordan. And that also might have added to the uh, situation, uh, to the uh, atmosphere, because what happens sometimes you see groups or individuals sort of acting as spoilers. We saw this a year ago when Israel hosted uh, a summit of Arab foreign ministers here. That same day, there was a deadly attack in Israel. And that was the spark for what's become almost a year of nonstop violence. Should the Israeli army have done more to prevent the settler violence? Yes, it should have. Uh, and that's not my opinion. That is the army's opinion. Mm. Uh, there's been a lot of discussion. Uh, I've spoken to military officials and even on the record, even in a TV interview uh, this evening, uh, the army uh, acknowledges that it was not prepared Uh, What I was told is that, you know, they closed the roads to this village. They didn't want to allow people to drive in. But what happened is that uh, a huge crowd of people, 200 to 300 people, simply walked in. And once they walked in, uh, there was very little security inside this village. 
And uh, the army was caught off guard and it took them several hours to figure out what was going on and to get people in there and to quiet things down. By the time they, uh, the, they were able to bring things under control, tremendous damage, one person killed, dozens of homes and cars had all been torched. Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu's own right-wing government includes several settlers among its ministers, including finance and national security. Does that have any bearing on how this conflict is playing out? Uh, yes, I think there's a uh, direct effect there. Um, you have a co- There are a few uh, factors going on. First of all, there are lots of weapons now in the West Bank, something we haven't seen in the past where Palestinians uh, have many weapons. Uh, guns. Uh, That's a a recent phenomenon. Uh, Many of these attackers act individually. So the army has a hard time uh, going after organized groups uh, to to stop this. And then when you combine this with the presence of far-right Israeli politicians who are constantly calling for a tougher approach, a harder crackdown, and so forth, this creates a very combustible atmosphere. Some armed Palestinian groups are warning of of further attacks. Is there a risk this could get far worse? Yes. Uh, People are talking about it. The army is talking about it. Military commanders are talking about it. Uh, They are very tense and they're figuring out, they're trying to figure out ways how to calm the situation. That's what this meeting in Jordan was, uh, that was the goal of the meeting in Jordan. Uh, this week was to de-escalate because uh, in about three weeks, the Muslim uh, holy month of Ramadan uh, is is set to begin. In the past few years, we have seen tensions spike. If you remember, two years ago, there was a war between Israel and Hamas militants uh, during Ramadan. So there's a lot of, uh, there are fears and also lots of efforts on how to calm the situation uh, ahead of Ramadan. But so far, no signs of success. An Israeli-American was shot and killed in the West Bank. What do we know about that? Uh, we know that he was, uh, he was a young man. He was 26 or 27 uh, years old, and he did not even live in Israel. Um, he had come here. He was uh, a, a Jewish American who came. He volunteered. He did uh, some time in the Israeli military as a volunteer and had moved back to the U.S. and recently graduated university. Uh, um, he was in the country uh, to visit friends and to attend a wedding. Um, so, uh, you know, very, uh, very sad story on the individual level. Um, his family is now on the way. There's a funeral expected tomorrow, and they've decided uh, to bury him in Israel. They said he was very attached to this country, uh, had a lot of love for the country, and they've decided to bury him here. Thank you so much for your time this morning, Joe. Thank you. Joe Federman is the Associate Press News Director for Israel and the Palestinian Territories. ABCRN helps you understand the world. Find more of our stories on the ABC Listen app.